People love him already. He's got the uh, Rhode Island twang. The long pass to Moore and a pin block from Martin. Tune in to Cam's corner. He's going <laughs> to make it here. Draws the foul for another Rhode Island in one. Podcast his own podcast. It's good off the backboard and in. Kind of great. And we are back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Camp's Corner. We're on the way to 100, trying to reach that capstone by the end of the year. So thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we're in the, we're in the 80s. Not sure what episode this is going to be yet, but we're in the 80s, so we're almost 20 away. With today, joining me, Montana Forselli of Rhode Island. Island. So you're from South Kingston, right? South Kingstown. South Kingstown, Rhode Island. Put some respect on the name. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Kingston. I say Kingston, but um, that's just that Rhode Island accent. This is, exactly. Kingstown is more yeah. equipped, but... Um, former URI alum, played football at the University of Rhode Island. Um, so glad you reached out, man. Just how's it going overall? Yeah, How you been? Great, man. I mean, it's been a crazy couple months, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, I moved away from Rhode Island, moved to Los Angeles in September. Um, me and my girlfriend moved in together. It's been fun. Nice. Crazy experience. Mm-hmm. But that's like what you fiend for. Right. I think growing up, you want – you always look forward to something, I think. Mm-hmm. And this was like the next step. So I graduated, and then all I was looking forward to was, all right, September, like I'm moving. Mm. So that was like what I was looking forward to the entire time leading up to, you know, September. What was it, fifteenth? Yeah. And, and then now it's like, all right, what am I looking up to next? You right. know what I mean? So I got like an internship. Yeah. All right, that internship's about to end. Now I'm like, all right, now I'm looking forward to the holidays. You know what I mean? Seeing my family, being home in Rhode Island is nice. Now it's like, all right, let me look forward to finding a new job. Yeah. And there's always something next coming up, and I think it's just working towards that every single time. Yeah, and and of course, for myself, being so involved in like sports media, obviously knowing you were from football, um, do you have a football background growing up? Was that your main? Uh, so like, was yeah. was the passion behind like being in front of being on the camera? Because we'll get into that too. You did a lot yeah. of on camera stuff, but was it with that or was it with football? Like, how was how did all that um, spark up when you were young? So football, my family's a big football family, so to speak. Yeah. Um, my dad played. Uh, great grandfather won a NFL championship with the Providence Steamrollers uh, back in 1929. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he was the uh, he was the OG defensive mm-hmm. event type deal. Nice, but uh, you know having that and um, cousin Jason played in Narragansett, cousin Max played at Shea. So just ha- kind of having football around. My brother didn't play, but it was always on in the house. Always something that we talked about. And I got into middle school. I met this guy, John Bush. He used to play at URI. He's on the, uh, he's on the all-time team. And uh, that kind of led me to start playing football. I went South Kingstown, started playing football freshman year. It was my first year playing ball. Mm. And then junior year, got offered by URI. Obviously, hometown kid. It's a no-brainer. I, I didn't want to leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love URI. I love South Kingstown in general. I love the state. So, stayed there. Ended up... Uh, you know, having a really good career, uh, having a lot of fun. I mean, I love roadie football, loved everything that went on, you know, when I was there and, and of course what they're doing now. So just, uh, yeah, just really looking forward to, you know, keep going and keep pursuing. So having that football background was good. Never had a camera background until I was in college. Mm. And uh, I don't know, just kind of taking it step by step. So when so in college, when did you kind of find your on-camera presence? Because obviously football was tough with injuries and stuff like that yeah. towards the end of your career. But um is that kind of where that sparked up? You're like, oh, I can't can't play now, but I kind of want to do something else along the football lines. So this is a pretty intricate story about how this all came about with being on camera. Mm. Um, so junior year, end of junior year, I was really having a tough time. 
with not having any sense of direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, do, I interned with Stone and with Devin Berg, who's no longer at the University of Rhode Island. He's at Providence College, actually. I interned with Learfield and started to learn the, the sports marketing, you know what I mean, that, that background, sports business. And I was like, all right, like, this is cool, but this is boring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not a business person. Like, I'm very creative. I'm an yeah. artist person. So I was like, all right, like, what, am I, what else am I going to do? Um, didn't really have an internship or anything else. Didn't love football. Hit, went through a really tough time that January, February with football. So ended up doing, you know, workouts, everything. It was coming right up to spring ball. Went up to, you know, Coach Wheeler's office, Coach Steph Wheeler, who's my online coach, told him I quit. And um, Wow. This was junior year, you said? This is junior year. Okay. Told him I quit. And I don't think I really told anybody this story before. I told him I quit. Um, he, like, looked at me, like, wide-eyed. Mm. And he was like, what? Coach Flanagan came in, Mike Flanagan. He was like, let's get – we've got to bring you down the hall, Coach. And um, – Whatever, I sat in the meeting, Coach Fleming, me, Coach Fleming, Coach Wheeler, Coach Flanagan, uh, door open, you know, Coach Fleming did it, did, did the coach thing, was like, you're committed to this, um, you signed a scholarship, you know, mm. you have a contract, uh, you know, whatever, Just close the door, dad mode comes on, and it's like, what's going on, like, we need to work through this, like, this isn't how you're going to go out, like, you know, this isn't real, Yeah. and uh, so whatever, talk through it. April came around. I ended up having, like, the best time of my life after that meeting, like, football-wise. Like, I was in tremendous shape, like, best shape I ever was in my life. I was playing the best football I ever played in my life because I played so carefree. And I used to be so just stressed about whatever else was going on, really outside of football, too, Mm -hmm. until then I was able to just lock in and just took everything out when I was at practice. And it was was really nice to have that. Tyler Hasnett from – uh, athletic marketing came down him and, and there was a guy there matt before him that uh that came up with this idea excuse me and it was kind of do some player like content and i was really into it i really enjoyed it uh so i decided to do this thing called fun day monday not actually on a monday with mo money and i started i brought on like evan stewart lorenzo thompson and tone carter and like we, it was like a comedy fest. Like we just like camera turned on and we just like shot the shit for, you know, probably twenty minutes real time, cut it down to like about a five minute video. Mm. And really, I don't know where it came from. I don't know if Coach Flem talked to them or like I was randomly appro- approached for it. And that's kind of where it all took off. And you know, so I'm doing that throughout April, having a really good time playing spring ball. You know what I mean? Like just doing everything right, and I was having a great time, and I was playing the best ball I ever had, like really looking forward to the season coming up, like, you know, competing for that, you know, for starting roles and being in being in the mix, the real mix. And um, spring ball, the spring game, the blue and white game, uh, pulled on a counter against Johnny Alvarado, who I don't know if you know Johnny. Mm-hmm. Johnny played linebacker at URI. Crazy bastard! Oh, and that, that Alvarado, another name yeah. sounds familiar. Yep. You know, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. He looks yep. like kind of looks like Jesus. You know what I mean? Okay, His long yeah, hair. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? He's a good dude. Um, pulled pulled against him, and I ended up like destroying my shoulder. Hmm. So I got surgery that off season. That's when I started interning though at ABC Six, and that's where like the love for this on camera stuff really started. Mm. and being in that environment. So really, ABC 6 is where I got that true start, and, like, Nick Coy, Ian Steele, 
and everybody that was over there. Then, obviously, it's a lot different now. Um, if you pay attention to the local news market, uh, there's been a big shakeup in, in talent that's on air. But those two guys really got me into it, I think. Mm, so. For sure, yeah. They've, they've been a huge help uh, for me, too. I was actually supposed to intern with them last summer. Oh. And then, um, so this is on my birthday. Nick texted me on my birthday. He's like, uh, you got the internship. Uh, just don't say anything to anybody yet. Uh, try to get it set in stone. Mm-hmm. But he's like, you've got it. It's, it's, it's yours. And I'm like, oh, that's great. You know, I, I was with my parents. I told yeah. my parents. But then, like, yeah. uh, we, and this is when I'm doing the documentary for Coach Dan. So gotcha, like, this gotcha. is all in the midst of that. And I'm like, oh, we're gonna the premieres in a few weeks. We're gonna celebrate. Like I was almost done making everything. Yeah. I just put the trailer out with like no, like great numbers, and then he's like, something like the budget or something. Like they just couldn't have interns, yeah. so they were like, I'm gonna put a word in for you with Maury. I know you have, you know, you've talked to Maury at, at Channel yeah. 12, and um, we're gonna we're gonna try to get that going, but nothing's definite. And I'm like, hey, no, I don't have a summer internship, but yeah. I was doing this. I was this is this is while I'm editing the documentary, so I was like, you know, there's always a. A reason for everything that happened, so I'm just gonna keep doing this, put my head down, keep grinding. I think like three days after, like Maury calls me, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Like you got it, yeah. like, it's yours." And then, you know, after that, like they all came to the documentary. Ian did a thing on it for the news, and um, just those guys in general. I'm sure they helped yeah. you as as much as they've helped me. Like just just learning from them, one and two, just making more relationships and connections. Definitely, um, I will say the local news market here in Rhode Island. You know, between six, twelve, and ten. Everybody there, such great people, have helped me so much tremendously. Of course. Like, big shout-out to, I mean, go down the entire list yeah. of all of them. Like, great people, and mm. they're always there to help. And, like, they want the people that are going to come after them to really succeed and mm-hmm. become their their true colleagues. For sure. And Sam, shout-out Sam Knox. He's been For a real. huge help, too. He's, he's the man. He's, like, honestly, I can call him, like, one of my good friends now yeah. because of how much, one, he's helped me, and, two, how much we spent over the summer. Yep. Like, I was with him, like, probably every other day at, like, Patriots or – you know, mm-hmm. wherever it was. And he was the one that really taught me everything, honestly. It's funny. I still uh, I have a group chat. with I have one with Nick and Ian. I have one with Maury and Sam. And, like, I, like, just send shit constantly. <laughs> like, crazy stuff. And um, it's so fun just to get the reaction and, like, just still have that kind of friendship where it's like, oh, like, I'm, like, the little baby. And they're, like, mm. kind of the two brothers looking after me type yeah. deal. I really enjoy that relationship because, yeah, you know what I mean? When you're the young kid, you can kind of just throw anything at them and, hmm. you know what I mean, get the reaction. And the, you also look to them for so much advice. And, you know, they've lived, even though, you know, they might be only, you know, in their late 20s or, you know, Nick, Nick and Ian, the old dudes. You know I mean, they're in their 30s. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they're able to give you that true advice. And it's really nice to have that, especially, you know, being people that are from Rhode Island. And, for sure. And having that to look up to. Yeah. So with all the on-camera stuff with, you know, um, we'll get into like all the much with most stuff, all like yeah. the creative ideas that came about. Um, before that, you know, like you, you said, your junior year, you wanted to quit, come back. You're in the best shape of your life for football. You continue to play. Of course, the injury, everything kind of like put that all to a halt. Yep. But if you look at your whole roadie football career as a whole, yeah, what was like your most memorable moment? I love oh, asking people that. Your most, most memorable, memorable roadie football moment. Um, big Governor's Cup game fan, obviously growing up, of course, watching it. Um, I will say, pancake. We pancaked. Uh, his name is Justin. I don't remember his last name. We played on Browns, Brown D lineman. Me and Adam McKenna pancaked him, like twelve yards downfield, in the twenty twenty one game. And I just remember getting up and like me and McKenna just knocking helmets. Like the two Jewish kids, like we just came up. We were like shalom, baby. Like just knocked helmets. And we were super excited and like just having that moment together was really awesome and. I think that, but also, like, every day at practice. Mm. You know what I mean? Having those relationships 
every day in the locker room, like me. Uh, my locker buddy was Omar Reyes to my left. To my right was JT Gibbons. So me and JT went to high school together. He didn't play football. He played, he played soccer. And then he played soccer at URI before switching over to football. But having those two guys next to me every day, like that relationship's really, really tight too. Yeah. So I think just every day going in and seeing the same two guys and like, you know, going in every day with the intention to get better mm-hmm. and having something to look forward to. I think this is one thing that athletes really struggle with. Once you're done with your sport, it's like you know, your autonomy grows to, you know, infinity. You can do basically whatever you want with your day. You know mm-hmm. I mean? There's no more schedule that you have to follow. So I think that's the biggest adjustment right now. But the one thing I miss the most is just that camaraderie, being around guys every single day with the same intention. Yeah, Kasim said the same exact thing. Like uh, he he told me a few like of his first like memorable moments. Like his like one of the first practices he came like yeah. it was like a blizzard. And he was like, oh, we're not practicing today. And then of course you got it's Rhode Island. You're gonna practice in the oh, snow. Of course. But and then the, just the uh, the amount of locker room interactions. Like you know every practice. Like just like you said, like those those moments and those memories go a long way, and you always remember those things. But exactly. um. What you said about like life after sports. My friends Nick and Tom, I'm sure you know them, the Camilla yeah. boys from from Johnson, from where I'm from. They uh, Bishop Hendrickson boys. Yeah, they just ended at Stonehill. Yep. Tom entered the portal. I think Nick's done. I'm not sure if he's entering the portal, but um, Nick was telling me the other day. He's like, "Yeah, I went to the gym. Like this was after, like literally, like a week after the season ended. Yep. He's like, I felt like a loser. Like I didn't know what I was doing exactly. because of like there's no thing. There's no like sheet I gotta follow yeah. and work out for. It's just I'm working out for me now. It's not exactly. for football." So, I mean, I can't relate to that, but I'm sure they can relate to it Definitely. as much as you can. You're not alone, Nick Tom. <laughs> Which one was it? Nick. Nick, you're not alone, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, I mean, they're they're doing their thing. Tom, like, a couple days ago, just went in the portal, so wishing yeah. him luck. He's He's been putting in work. He had a really good year this year um, at running back for Stonehill. That's great. Um, yeah. But, yeah, going off just the timeline of events and everything that's mm-hmm. happened for you. Yeah. Um, so, my junior year was your senior year. Correct. That's when I saw more of like the munching with Mo and yeah. all the like more creative ideas really come to Go Roadie. So just talk about those ideas and how they get like, yeah for sparked. sure. So it all started. So after I did that whole um, fun day Monday mm-hmm. idea, got to the summer, um, and then I started to I end up so I did PT for a while. Like my intention was to not get surgery on my shoulder, do PT do my internship, lift, like, work out with the team. And then it was, I think, in July, like, end of July, talking to my physical therapist, our, our team our team PT was uh, Mark Murphy. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I ate before this, but I'm going to have really assy right now. I won't. <laughs> assy. That's, That's a little messed up. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I was talking to Mark Murphy, and, like, we were like, all right, like, you plateaued, like, I mean, you're not going to get any better. And, um, you know, we did some tests. And, you know, you go through different strength tests. You have to be in um, certain ranges for uh, certain movements. So it's like uh, pulling, like, anterior, exterior, uh, up and down, whatever different movements that there were. And, like, obviously my levels were not where they should be. So called the surgeon, did the surgery, started the recovery process. And that's kind of when I knew that, like, all right, like, football is done for me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is over. Um and I went to Tyler, and I was like, all right, like, I'm doing this internship with Nick and Ian. So I was in Providence, like, every day. And then on top of that, I started doing videos with Tyler every, almost every day, started doing position previews. And that was, like, the first time where I was like, all right, like, let's start to get creative. Like, you know what I mean? How can I do this a little differently or whatever? So I saw what Shane would do with, you know what I mean, the written 
ones that were on go roadie and i was like how can i kind of take this and make it better or whatever so i you know i took that was able to put it onto a video platform kind of changed the interview a little bit about not only about training camp and about the season but about the individual players and i always tried to pick uh you know i mean a vet and a new guy mm-hmm. for each position and you know i mean try to really trip up the new guys in the sense of like what's it like me out here with like a grown-ass man next to you yeah. and, and really start to you know get them stumped get them really thinking like oh like here I am, like I'm like this little baby, and I'm playing in a big pond now. And like, comfortable in front of the camera too, because exactly. they gotta get used to that. Exactly, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. You're always gonna be looked at. Especially that's one thing that not a lot of people get to see every day is that you're always being looked at. Like when you go to practice, mm-hmm. there's gonna be a thousand faces on the sideline that you don't notice or that you don't recognize or who they are. Like you don't you don't even know. So that's like one big thing is like you don't know who's watching and, and getting them very comfortable in front of cameras, getting them comfortable talking to other people, like. Obviously, I was very comfortable with the older guys, but the younger dudes, like, they only knew me by being an older kid. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I wasn't playing. You know what I mean, I'm hurt. I'm on the sideline. So, yeah, I'm in the weight room with them, or, yeah, I'm on the sideline, like, helping during practice, doing whatever I can, but I'm not able to do, you know what I mean, the drills with them. And I'm not in there, you know, in the grunt of it with them, so they're mm-hmm. not getting to know me on that level. So, really getting them prepared. And uh, we got into the season, and the position previews ended, and I just remember, like, Kind of feeling really stumped, like, yep. what's next? So Tyler and I, like, started throwing around ideas, and I was like, all right, like, what can I really do? So I was like, all right, like, I could each week. Originally, it wasn't going to be called Munch of Them, though. Mm. My original idea was to take different aspects of roadie game day for football and do a segment on it for each home game. So, like, for one of them, I wanted to do, like, the cannon in the end zone. For another one, I wanted to do tailgates. For another one, I wanted to do like, equipment and, like, game, like, the behind-the-scenes look at it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, for another one, I wanted to do kind of, like, a player's look at it and, and go through kind of that whole segment of, like, all right, what's it like for a player from arrival to the time that he leaves the, the game? And I the first thing I did was the food one, much mm-hmm. of them out, and it came to life, and, like, I was like, all right, like, I had to walk around and just – Eat. <laughs> yeah, eat. <laughs> like, there's no, I'm this fat ass kid. Like, like, let's do this. So, yeah. started doing that, and um, it really took off. It became, a, you know, I mean, a, a really good favorite for, you know, I mean, a lot of the families that would come and the fans that would come each week. So, being around them every week and, and really being able to install, you know, I mean, my personality onto the roadie football culture uh, in the way that the media can see it and, and different people can, can get a look at what the real roadie game day tailgating experience is like and getting. Getting, how do I say this? Being able to look at the different personalities that actually cheer on our team. Yep. Because lifelong Rhode Islanders, you know, people from across the country, everybody's here at this game mm-hmm. in Kingston, Rhode Island. Like, that's pretty crazy to think about, you know what I mean, when you really break down how small it is. And being able to be a part of that was amazing. And, you know, shout out to Tyler, obviously. Mm, for how, yeah. He, he, me and him really got close, especially that entire year, like. Tyler became, you know, still is one of my best friends and someone I talk to all the time. That's great, yeah. And he's, uh, he's like this year in particular. Like I was like the digital correspondent, uh, like the Go Roadie guy, like yep. what Aniacon did. Shout out Aniacon, yep. he's doing great things too. For real, um, we had a nice Facetime the other day. I won't lie. Yeah, yeah. We, I think that was uh, shit. What was that like two weeks ago? Mm. Two and a half weeks ago or so. We, me and him had like a three hour like Facetime call. That's great, and, and the, he, that too. Like he always goes back to like his roots, and like you know how he he started up. Like those connections will always live with him, and I, I love that because that's what I try to do with everyone that I meet too. For sure. So when I started doing football, like I, I did the packages like with the cigar and stuff, but it wasn't yeah. like 
legit on like a bigger like you know bigger so, platform. Because you do it every Saturday, uh, like you yeah. did during the fall. Mm-hmm. So my girlfriend and I would watch it every Saturday. Your recap. Oh yeah. I, I would force her to watch your recap. Yeah. Like you, we, we'd what would you think? Oh great. <laughs> Good. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, I tried. You're young, dumb, and in love, boy. You got a passion, and of course, I think you know what I mean. You're doing it without really any direction. Like, it's you're, all just you're doing it for yourself. Mm. And like when you're doing something for yourself, that's how you know that you really love it. And the fact that you know, I mean, being in college and that you're doing it, like, really, there's nobody ma- forcing you to do this. There's no deadline. There's nothing. Just you. Mm-hmm. Like you're like kind of like created like this whole like fake deadline in your head. Yeah. Like all right, I have to do this. Whatever, get it out. Boom. Exactly. That's exactly what my mindset was. Because like it was like either. You know, do the game, go home right after the game, and be able to relax. Or it's like be the first one to put this out, like literally an hour after the game. Exactly. So like I would go, um, film like the whole game, go to the press conference afterwards, chop everything up, do my stand ups, put it all together in like literally like an hour and a half, and it was out like an hour after the the press conference. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that goes a long way when you know maybe not in that moment, and like obviously in the grand scheme of things, when people see the packages, like they don't know the time frame of it. But exactly. I want to be the first one to put that out because yeah. Rody Football retweets it with thirty thousand followers, and they're like, "Who's this kid?" It's a little different. It, it makes you grow a lot, and it, yeah. it feels a lot different too when you're, you know, I mean, just doing it for yourself, and like, mm-hmm. there's a real reality on the other side of it. Of like, all right, like let me be the first. Like, let me really challenge myself. Hmm. Let me see what's actually out there for me to do, and and like, how can I do this? Like, all right, like. I see, you know, I mean, Sam do it on Channel Twelve every Saturday. Like, why can't I do it? Like, shit. Yeah. Like, is that you know is I mean? that something you would want to do? Like, um, sports anchor? Not necessarily. Uh, I thought like another thing. Like before we went on air, obviously we we started talking about how I, you know, if you ask my mother like what I wanted to be growing right. up, mm-hmm. I had like a different answer each day. And like, yeah, that was definitely part of it. Like when I was at ABC Six, especially that summer. Like all it's I want to eye do, opening, yeah, yeah. Like all I want to do is like, oh my god, like I want to be a, a news anchor in Providence. Like, oh my god, like this is this is great. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Then I'm like, all right, do I really want to do this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, passion's not into it. You know what I mean? Heart's not really into it. All right, let's let's move on. So, was able to do that. Um, so I guess continue on the storyline. Internships end. Munching with Mo does that entire fall. That's all I did during the fall. Like. Sitting there, how can I make this better? You know what I mean? Like, like what can I do? Yeah. And um, I was sitting there, became really good friends with uh, with Dolly Cairns. Yep. Played for basketball. women's basketball, yep. Um, and I ended up shooting a bunch of Momo with her. Mm-hmm. Went so – the video went really well. I actually just, like, just finished watching that. I mean, I saw it at yeah. the time, but I – Yeah, just, just now. it back up, yeah. And um, – so that the entire story of how that went down is crazy. So Tyler and I came up with the idea, like, all right, this is really good. Like, our numbers are really well on the socials. Like, how can we keep this going? How can we change it? Like, I did football. Like, in my mind, like, football was done for me. Like, I wanted to really draw, the like, a, a line in the sand especially to, you know what I mean, kind of move on from that. So I was like, they got, you know what I mean, enough publicity. Like, I did a lot of things with them. Like, let me now bring my my platform to other teams, and especially, like, women's teams, like, giving them the platform to be able to speak, do whatever they want to do, and especially, like, when it came to Munch with Mo and talk about what they want to talk about and, and really be able to tell their stories, I think was really important for me, especially with Dolly and especially Trinity, too. Trinity I's episode of Munch with Mo was top-notch. I <laughs> love that one, too. But the whole Dolly thing came about. I messaged her. Uh, we got it popping. Like, Michaela Benford helped out a little bit. 
uh, got Dolly's number. We started shooting it, and um, we went up to Albie's place. This is when I learned about sponsorships and, like, really understood about how money flows in college athletics. And they were not – they don't sponsor our athletic department. Therefore, we did not get paid – or we did not get a comp meal. Like, they don't sponsor us. Therefore, we could not get money from the school to buy it, yeah. the food. So Dolly was like, yo, like, whatever, like, our scholarship covers, like, whatever, we get the money on the scholarship. Dolly puts a card down. I was like, holy shit, like, I never want this to happen again. Mm. And, like, we put out the video, and then we caught a lot of heat for basically giving airtime to a, to a restaurant that doesn't sponsor our school, which is cool, fine. Like, I get that part. And we started working with partnerships, and, and you know, we were able to go to a bunch of restaurants, and it was really amazing. And especially with, like, uh, with Coach Tammy, too. That was the last one that I did. We went to a Tavern in the Square in EG, and, like, that kind of capped it all off. That was uh, last summer. But, yeah, that entire – that time frame of really December on was, like, all, like, creative brainstorming. Me and Tyler, just, like, whatever was out there. How can we do this? What different things can we pull together? And, like, we can tell stories for hours. Like, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to being, like, on the camera. For sure. Yeah. So – Tyler hated that because I'd hold Tyler there to like, like let me do it again. Let me yeah, do it again. Like nine yeah. thirty. I remember one time we walked out of the Ryan Center on like a Tuesday night at like eleven PM and like take after take. You're yeah. Just doing it and, and doing like it. just doing it and like doing different stuff, trying different like trying different things and like shooting for four hours for this five minute yeah. or six minute reel basically. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, really Tyler and I some really good stories. Yeah. I remember one day Tyler and I got into a fight when we were filming one of the fresh takes. And um, I, like, said something along the lines. I was like, stop bitching. Mm. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I get it. But we got to do this. And, yeah. like, he was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, you're right. Yeah. Sorry, you can bleep that out. I don't know if they're swearing on it. Is this made for, like, PBS or something? No. I mean, nah, no. We're, we're, we're family friendly, but it doesn't yeah, matter. It's okay. We'll put a little bloop <laughs> over the top. Um, but yeah, that was probably the best night of Tyler and I's life, like working together. It was like getting into that little argument and like being there so late and Mm. trying different ideas for, for fresh takes. And, you know I mean? Obviously we were talking about that before, about how we did it and like having that platform, having Tyler there, I think, you know, obviously helped it a lot because it wasn't just me shooting it. Like Mm. having the true creative behind the camera to really help capture what I was doing in front of the camera and the different ideas that we'd go through, we would kind of just sit there and write. So we did like hype videos too all fall. So I would write all the hype videos that we did for Rody Football. And, like, I would kind of pass the idea to Tyler. Like, I would get all the talent together, talk to James, um, get the uniforms that we were going to be wearing, and try to, like, really illuminate, first of all, like, taking the equipment room and, like, what they do and, and how well that, you know, they keep us stressed. And then take it, the talent, like, specific talent that really made sense for that week. And, like, writing a script or, or, or writing something that would help us tell a story about who we were playing. So, like, my favorite one was against Brown. We wore the Keeney Blue uniforms, and I thought that was, like, the perfect representation because it was me, it was Matt Thomas and Malachi Burby, two kids not from Rhode Island, came to Rhode Island and embraced what it meant to be a Rhode Island Ram, like, tough kids, and kind of putting them out there, talking about, you know, we're, we're, you know I mean, the the state agriculture school. Like, mm-hmm. we're on the farmland. We're by the shore. Brown is, you know what I mean, the preppy kid school up in the city. You know what I mean? 24 miles, I think, our school is apart. And, like, being able to create and curate something that 
felt so special and, and filming it on the water and filming on our, on our Bay campus. And, you know, I mean, being on the rocks and, and having like different shots from Providence and, and you know, I mean, this is one state and we're the state university, but really, if you think about it, like, you know I mean? I kind of fence off Providence. Like that's Brown's area and, and we're the rest of it. And mm. you know I mean, every single time we play, it's really the bragging right for that state and, and who's going to capture outside of their territory. Yeah. Those ideas, like, again, Going back to the creativity side, that, that I mean, obviously each one is different, but it's all you at the end of the day coming up with all these things. So exactly. senior year, you know, you look at all that stuff as a whole. Yeah. Like, what's your mindset? What's your What's your mind? What are you thinking at that time where you're like, I got all this stuff. Like, where do I want to go with that? Um. Yeah. So I was able to, or very lucky enough, I took a comm class with uh, this lady Jen Danielson, who. Uh, I ended up TAing for it and helping out for a, for a while, and she used to be the a producer at SNL. She was a, a CEO or not CEO, a president of Above Average. Like she was a producer on Mean Girls, like really creative like person. So I was around her a lot, and like she kind of got me intrigued in film, and like really kind of instilled the passion in me about it or this love for it that I never really imagined. I was like, all right, like I can get paid to be creative, like that's really cool. Mm. And so being, you know, being around her all the time, she, you know, kind of told me her story and, and shared a lot of her experiences with me. And I was like, all right, like, I don't have anything to do right now. Like I can basically do whatever I want. And I kind of started to project all of my ideas onto her and, and show her all of my videos. And she was, you know, very, very nice to me. And you know, I'm speaking to her in class tomorrow at, at URI. So she started to connect me with a bunch of different people and like, after every single class, when a guest speaker would come in, she would take me out to dinner with them. So I was able to start building relationships. And, you know, eventually when you have people that, you mean, are sitcom writers on NBC come in. And when you have people that are, you know, president of marketing or president of content creation at different media companies come in and they're having, you know, they're basically the ones that are in charge of creating stuff to go out to the world for hundreds of millions of views. You know what I mean? We're not talking you know, 15, 20, 50,000, you know, 100,000 views on a video. We're talking millions of views on a video. Mm. So building that relationship, it really is what propelled me to like, all right, like, let's start shooting for the stars here. Like, let's see what I'm made of. And my brother, super successful audio engineer, um, South Kingstown kid, obviously, uh, moved to Atlanta, is a six-time nominated Grammy uh, engineer. Wow. I think he's won four. So... Just my guy. Yeah, that's Look incredible. up to him still to this day, everything I do. Um, and really just, like, trying to emulate what he did mm. and what he's doing in my own way. And, you know, I mean, I don't know where it's going, but I know, like, I see what he's done. And just, like, how proud our family is of him and his friends are of him and how much they supported him, that's really what my driving factor is. And. You know what I mean? Having this idea, having this special knack and ability and talent and being able to just start shooting for the stars. Like, he didn't know what he was doing when he's 13, 14 years old trying to make, you know what I mean, rap songs in the basement. Like, mm. here's this, you know what I mean, this white kid from South Kingstown trying to rap in the basement. But, look, little did you know that 15 years later, you know what I mean, he's going to be in the studio with Childish Gambino or Usher, you know, different artists that wow. he's worked with and different credits that he has and, like, it comes a long way. Like you have to really be in it for a while for you to start to see strides and, and figure out like he learned at a young age that this is what he really wanted to do. And he stuck with it. You know what I mean? When you get, you know, that first toy, you know, he got a thing called an inbox. Like I see what you have right now. Exactly. 
Like, that was his first mixer when he's 13 years old, you know, rapping on a, a computer mic in his bedroom. And Literally, then, yeah. Like, we transformed the basement into a studio. Then, you know, he went off to school and, you know, started interning at different studios in Atlanta. And then, you know, he became a, an engineer and his career has taken off. And, you know, he's doing amazing things. So, really having him and, and just seeing that and having Jen really just started to propel me to this idea to, all right, let's pick up and move to California. Yeah, so the internship now is with it's called the Golden Studios, the right? Gold Studio. Um, so that internship is about it's about to end, but yeah, this guy I found it online basically. Like had a bunch of connections in LA. Obviously, the strike was going on, so it was really hard to land something. Hmm. And I actually I will say this um, very nice lady uh, that I met out there through a connection. She sent my resume over to a big management company. Got called in. Um, a, this man interviewed me. I'm not going to say names. Uh, this guy interviewed me. I thought it went really well. I didn't hear from them for like a week and a half, two weeks. Mm. And like I emailed them back. Like I was heading to Seattle with my girlfriend. We were going up to uh, AJ Cornelius play um, when they played Washington. So get an email back from from this guy. So I asked him. He was like, "Oh, sorry. Like whatever. We uh, we filled the position. Like thanks for coming in." I'm like, "All right. Like thank you. Like can I have some feedback? Like just how can I get better?" And he sends me this whole list of things of like. And this is what really made me think about, like, where am I heading with this? Mm. He was like, yeah, like, whatever, you're a great guy, basically. And started to name off these things, like, do you really, like, love watching? Like, do you watch these contemporary films? Do you, you know what I mean, do you know these directors and their styles? Do you know these actors and their styles? Like, you know what I mean, do you know who's who's managed by who? Do you know who certain agents are? Like, these are the things that you really need to know. So if you love it, either you're going to learn it or, like, you can kiss this industry goodbye. Mm. And that's where I, I was like, all right, it's time to lock in and make this decision where, yeah, all right, now, like, my natural talent is not going to carry me any longer. It's, like, it's time to really, you know, gauge in on what I want to do. So then I started to, you know, start doing creative writing, and, and um, I ended up getting this inter- internship. Sorry, this is a long story. No, it's, it's perfect. Long-winded. I mean, it goes right down the line, yeah. yeah. So I get the internship while I'm in Seattle. With, uh, with Eddie, Eddie Gold, and it's a talent production studio, basically a lot of social media stars, like, they also did, like, Love Island, they put a lot of people on Netflix shows, put a lot of people on Hulu, um, but I work on the, some talent execs, so my entire job is, like, cold outreach to people, so cold outreach to different, like, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram stars, and trying to be, make that, you know, get them brand deals, and then also grow their platform, so, like, they're just on TikTok, but say they have you know, 1,500 TikTok followers, and maybe they only have 5,000 Instagram followers. Like, how can we bump up that Instagram, but then also bring them to YouTube and have them start making, like, long-form content? Because mm. in all honesty, the money is in long-form content, and especially when you start to see, like, Netflix or different people, like, different streaming streaming and studio platforms pull for people for television, they're going to look for the, long, the long-form YouTubers. They're going to look for... Even the most popular TikTokers are the, the people that are on multiple platforms and really have a true following. Mm. So I was able, you know, really lucky that Eddie gave me that shot. And, like, the first week was really tough. Like, I was not getting any responses from anybody. Like, didn't know what I was doing. Like, I was, like, really, you know what I mean, kind of dumbfounded in a way of, like, like, how am I supposed to get these people to answer to me? Mm. And then I'm like, all right, like, I really need to figure it out. So I asked Eddie, like, hey, can I use the company Instagram? Like, Kind of start getting on these company accounts to start to do outreach. Said yes, and then it totally flipped the script on everything. And like I was, you know, able to bring in, you know, I mean, 
eight to ten talent a week basically into the studio which is really amazing and having those relationships now are, have been great and like this is going to end and um you know i'm really looking forward to what the next steps are and like obviously in the applications and interview process currently but having that experience and having that end you know right around the holiday time it's a good you know break point and now really figuring out all right what direction do i want to go and i just got a taste of something and so you know comedy and social media mm-hmm. Where do I want to head next? So, obviously, really love comedy. Didn't really like the social media part, but obviously, it's a part of our world today, especially. So, now it's going to be, how do I keep on propelling this forward? How am I able to or use this love for comedy now to start to work in more of traditional media when it comes to, like, television and film? So, that's the path that I'm on right now. It's a, it's a long one, I will say. And, like, I'm still learning. So, you know what I mean? This is something I love to do. Like, me and my girlfriend are out there currently. And, I mean, she has a great job. And, and she's loving it. And, we're really just trying to figure it out day by day and we're in it together. And I think that's the one thing that we have came to an agreement to is that we're doing this together and we're taking it step by step. And like, you know, we're here to follow our passions, our dreams, whatever it may be. So yeah, just seeing that now, obviously still love college athletics. Uh, don't want that to ever leave me. You know what I mean? Hopefully one day I'm able to circle back around it and, and work in the college athletic field and, and be around football again. Mm. I'm feeling that void. I think now, Especially that, like, Thanksgiving pass, like, being in town, watching, like, high school Thanksgiving day game, like, getting that feel of, like, all right, like, you're no longer going to be able to put on a helmet again. Like, yeah. it's really over. So, I think trying to, you know, fill that void somewhere in my life, and I hope that, you know, obviously that this career path will allow me to circle back around and be in college athletics again, too. Do you ever see yourself being um, – so, right now, it's kind of, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. You're kind of – work uh, like – Working towards helping build people's profiles, build people's yeah. content. Do you ever see yourself being the face of something? I don't necessarily want to think on camera too much. Um, you know, I'm not an actor. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not a comedian, so to speak. Like, I think I have really funny ideas and good ideas that need to be built on. I don't think I'm the person to portray them, really. And um, I think that being on a football team really helped that. Because I'm able to take a bunch of different walks of life and like develop comedy from that, and seeing the interaction between you know me kids from different neighborhoods, different ethnic groups, different religions, all being in this locker room together and like joking on one another and being around one another, and you know what I mean? They're not you know being brothers like where yeah you get into fights, yeah you laugh, yeah you love, yeah you cry, and I'm able to basically pull all these stories, and now I have a platform or a way to start to create shows, create documentaries, create mm-hmm. movies of, like, these different stories or instances that happen and, you know, build a storyline. I think it's really interesting. It's going to be awesome um, just going forward and obviously continuing to write ideas. And, and big thing right now is, like, titles and log lines for me. So not really too much into script writing yet. Mm-hmm. And, like, slowly more short-form script writing compared to anything else. But I love – putting down ideas just like what is the purpose of this show what will it be about who will be in it or like you know what i mean who are these characters what are the, what's their life like you know what i mean so big setting person big theme person you know the, the who what where when why and how mm. that's you know what i mean it's, it's a basic you know english school or <laughs> like grade school english concept mm. but just being able to carry that and put ideas out there that's you know that's what i really want to do right now and like not saying that i want to do this forever but if my life continues on this trajectory, like this is what I'd love to do. For sure. And, and you have all this experience, covered roadie football. We covered how that kind of transcended into what you do now. 
Exactly. Tomorrow you're going to be speaking at Rhode Island. This yep. will probably be out uh, a little bit after that, but yeah. just I guess to cap everything off, and before you speak tomorrow, kind of prep you for that. Mm-hmm. What's your message to the kids that want to do what you want to do, or like you kind of said, like might not even know what they want to do yet, but have a sense of what direction they kind of want to take exactly. it. Exactly. Put your hand into as many cookie jars as possible and start stealing. Like that's what you need to do. I think I was really lucky to have an older brother to kind of help guide the way for me. And I was, you know, I'm easily influenced. So it was very easy for me to just start putting my hand into different things and figuring it out. But that's the only way you start to get a taste of what different avenues are is when you start to, you know, stealing cookies and mm-hmm. taking bites. And, you know, I mean, does this taste good? No. Like, fuck that. Throw it away. Does this one <laughs> taste great? Yeah. Let me grab another one. Let me grab another one. So I think that's the biggest thing. Try everything out. You know I mean, you can try everything one time. And then you just keep going. So, you know what I mean? That's my that's my biggest message. Just picking something from every, like I, I say the same thing. Like learning from, I, I say it all the time. Whenever I speak in front of people, like I've spoken at uh, Hendrick and I've spoken at Johnston back at my old school. Yep. Be a student. Panthers, Panthers, baby. Yeah, you got to be a student in every aspect. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like be a sponge to literally. Like if you even think you're at the top, or you might be the best in your class. Yeah. Like sure, but there's always somebody else that you can learn from. Yeah. So just always. Seeing that and knowing that and being aware of that, I think that's how you yeah. one day be the you best. Are, you always, you always have to be a student. You always keep learning. Mm-hmm. I always think my grandfather, the worst academic student in the world, <laughs> the best hustler I think there's ever has been to live. I mean, that's like, you have to hustle. That's yeah, I mean, it. a guy that he never. This is my. He's my biggest inspiration in life mm-hmm. in general. Like, didn't graduate high school, created uh, a beautiful big family, uh, was very successful when it came to. Uh, entrepreneurship and real estate and had three best friends and you know i mean i think the joey diaz line where it's like you don't need a whole army you only need three motherfuckers yeah that's it mm-hmm. so i mean i look at him in every aspect and i want to try to emulate that in my own way but always having him you know knowing he's looking down on me and guiding me and, and having all of what he did to look back on and, and really influence my life so love that guy myron gutton great dude and um yeah yeah man i, I mean we kind of went down again we went down the timeline of everything got your mindset and figured out you know how everything came to be um exactly is there anything you want to cap off on well first of all the million dollar question i asked everybody okay what'd you think of cam's corner so i think cam's corner <laughs> dude let me tell you this is a tight corner being a big guy <laughs> yeah it's a little tight in this corner no uh, i love this dude i mean i'm pulling up I won't lie, when I was pulling up and down the street, I was like, I feel like I was entering like the Truman Show. I don't know if you ever watched the Truman Show. No. It's a movie. It's a Jim Carrey movie. One of the best movies ever. Mm. Um, I remember I watched it the first time I was in school, actually. And I watched it recently. Um, basically, it's like every the entire world watches one reality show. It's not reality, but you watch this one guy. And it's all this huge studio, basically. It's this simulated world. And like... I watched the, one of your neighbors is like out walking the dog, and I was like, that dude probably fucking does that all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't know, I just felt that way, ro- ro- like rolling in here, but obviously, beautiful home. Um, you know, I mean, didn't get to meet your folks, I don't know if they're home, but mm. obviously, hope to meet them. Met the dog, Kobe. Yeah. What a real doubt. Hell yeah, man. That's the, everyone okay. always gets the Kobe welcome whenever they come in the you studio. Have to, so, bro. so yeah. yeah, beautiful, great setup, and like, obviously, it's just great to see, you know, I mean, a colleague. You know what I mean? Doing what they love to do. Having a setup like this. A lot of fucking New York shit, though. I don't know what's up with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, born and raised a New York fan. I mean, I'm a Giants fan, but basketball is like my passion. Yeah. Grew into the Knicks. But, I mean, with Joe now, with Boston, I got yeah. to root for the you Celtics. You have to. Yeah, have I have mean, to. Come on. 
I, I'm loving this right now, the fact that you got Ed Lee behind you mm-hmm. and then a Saquon Barkley. Yeah, we never see. we never put that episode out. Um, mm-hmm. I put some some clips out here and there, yeah. but when Ed came, I was like, man, I got to get like something to – Exactly. This is, this is one of like my yeah. – one of my favorite interviews, one of my biggest interviews too, and yeah. this was at the time when I was in, I was there like at practices yeah. when he was there, and I'm like, this is insane to exactly. see like somebody that I got close with, and now he's pursuing his dream in the NFL with yeah. his favorite team. Exactly. So I was like, Ed, so, sign this shit. Like, let's put this in the yeah, studio, man. For real, love Ed, man. But, yeah, I, I love looking at that picture. Of him he's right a beast. Now. Like that, that is so sick. Exactly. I, I was one of the first ones he signed, and then the, a couple other practices went by, and then he started signing more behind all the big name guys. Like I saw Ramondre. Mm-hmm. literally signed somebody's arm in front of me and they're like he was like that was the first ever signed tattoo i've ever done and That's it's crazy. like I, it's like i want to do that one day too so <laughs> it's just cool like you said it's cool to see everybody from uh you know the ocean state uh, Ed's not from here but yeah. playing for rhode island and exactly transcending into something even bigger so one um, big thing i know this is off topic but mm. everybody that i feel like that comes to rhode island and stays the entire time becomes a rhode islander yeah, even if you're not from here, like in their own breath, you're embraced like, into the family of the smallest state exactly. in the country. Like it's amazing to see like the the love that you grow for like Narragansett and South Kingstown, mm. being Rhode Island and Newport especially too. Like those three towns in general, and being like a Rhode Island student, like it really that that culminates into like the true experience. Yeah, and, like you become a real Rhode Islander for I sure. From experience, and I embrace. Johnston, J-Town, I'll embrace that. J-Town! Wherever I'm at in my life, wherever I'm at in my career, I'll always wear Johnston on my sleeve and you have um, to. pay homage again to Coach Dan, who, who did so much for me. I honestly mention him probably every day of my life because that's, what, that's exactly. the backbone of, of why I'm Cam, why I'm you know exactly. doing this and doing everything at you know, the roadie broadcast or whatever it is. Like that's, He's the reason, mm-hmm. of course, with my family as well, why I do what I do. So Exactly. And when somebody passes away, like – I always, you know, I mean, this is a, a definitely a certain way to look at it, but like somebody passes away, their soul, you know, comes up and is still on this earth. And, and what I believe in, like, a piece of them comes to you. And, you know, I mean, it's a little light that's inside of you now. And now they are a part of you. They're with you every single day. And they're kind of like that, that internal voice that you can talk to whenever you want. So it's important to have that. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's so sad to lose somebody that you love, but to know that they're always with you. And to know that that little piece of them is inside of you to guide you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's very special. And, uh, you know, I mean, I hope you have great conversations, you know, with Coach Dan in your heart and in your mind. And, like, you know I mean, it's going to bring you to a great place one day. Always, yeah. I know he's always watching the path, watching the, the process and the journey. Have to. Um, Montana, I appreciate you hopping on. Right. This has been dope. Well, <laughs> yes, sir. Amazing. Um, yeah, guys, just keep tuning into Camp's Corner. I mean, we've got a lot of episodes on the way. You know, Montana's got a lot of big things coming. Um, so Montana for Selly on all socials. Also, right? uh, I'm Montana for Selly on Instagram. That's a big one right now. The big one that's po- trying keep to pop the, off. Yeah. Keep the Instagram rolling. Yep. Besides that, like, I don't know, I'm a big meme guy on Twitter. That's it. Yeah. So don't, but, don't get my, that and transfer portal shit. Yeah. I love looking at transfer portal <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But yeah. I'm Montana for Selly, baby. Yes. Run that up. Shout out Cam's Corner. Thank you for having me on Cam. Really appreciate this. Anytime Montana. And like I said, keep tuning into Cam's Corner. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Break.